Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. Today, we will be discussing a cybercrime gang that is pretty different from most. They sell fake accounts and hacking tools to enable other cybercriminals to commit major attacks, and many of their accounts and tools have been purchased and used by ransomware gangs I've covered on this podcast. This is including Scattered Spider, who is responsible for breaching MGM. So, how does a ring like this even work? What exactly are they selling to enable attacks, and why aren't they just performing the attacks themselves? Storm1152, as they are called, provides a variety of services to other cybercriminals, but most notably they sell fake Microsoft accounts created by bots. The accounts trick Microsoft into thinking they are legitimate users. These accounts can be used for all sorts of scams, but most notably phishing attacks or other types of impersonation attacks. It can even be used for distributed denial of service or DDoS attacks, which is a type of attack in which a large number of machines or accounts all try to access a service like a website. But there are just so many requests that the service can't keep up and it goes down, becoming unavailable for everyone, including legitimate users. Storm1152 used a website to sell these email addresses known as hotmailbox.me, not to be confused with hotmail.com, which was a legitimate personal email provider that is now known as outlook.com, owned by none other than Microsoft. The name is no coincidence, as it clearly makes reference to the old Hotmail website. The group also made and sold services that can be used to bypass CAPTCHAs, a CAPTCHA, or completely automated public Turing test to tell computers and humans apart, is, well, a test that humans can pass but machines can't. It's kind of in the abbreviation. And if you didn't know it was an abbreviation, now you know. Usually, they will ask you to click on a checkmark or click on images of certain items that a machine, in theory, can't identify. And then sometimes you get into situations where it asks you to click all the boxes that contain a motorcycle and there's like a sliver of a motorcycle in one box and you're not sure if you should click it or not. I still don't really know what the correct answer on that is, but I usually pass them anyways, so I guess it knows I'm human. Either way, with the rise of AI and improved machine learning, some CAPTCHAs related to identifying images can now be defeated by machines, allowing for bot accounts to be created more easily and quickly. The websites used to sell the CAPTCHA solving services are known as First CAPTCHA, Any CAPTCHA, and None CAPTCHA. The group also published detailed instructions on how their products can be used, which includes video tutorials, and they even had a customer service chat to assist if any hackers had issues using their services. Apart from being completely illegal, this operation actually functioned a lot like modern software companies when you think about it. But again, why do this? Why not just pull off ransomware attacks yourself with this huge infrastructure of fake accounts? Well, Storm1152 likely wanted to avoid publicity and run their operation as long as possible. And pulling off a ransomware attack will give you massive amounts of publicity, and depending on your location in the world, result in very serious criminal charges. That's part of the reason why many ransomware gangs we see are from Russia, China, or North Korea. There's really not many repercussions in those countries for committing ransomware crimes against companies located in places like the United States. So, these attacks were a lot more subtle and still allowed them to rake in a lot of money in the form of cryptocurrency from other threat actors who wanted to use their services. But this begs yet another question. 
why are advanced hackers paying some other group for fake accounts and CAPTCHA bypass services when they could just do all of that themselves? And to answer that, I'm going to make a comparison. Why would you go out to eat at a restaurant when you were able to cook food for yourself? The answer can be convenience, and it also may be that the chef is better at cooking than you, or can make dishes that you don't know how to make. And for hackers, it's pretty simple. It makes their attacks easier to pull off. They don't need to go generating thousands of fake accounts themselves to fire off phishing emails when they can just buy some. Or they can buy a CAPTCHA bypass service to speed up the process of creating their own accounts, or bypassing other websites that may use a CAPTCHA to prevent bots from interacting with. They could always make these accounts and tools manually, but that would take more time to develop and slow down their activity. Security is not always about preventing incidents completely, in fact it almost never is, but it is about mitigating risk. That includes slowing down hackers and making it much more of a pain to hack you than it is worth. The more steps a threat group has to take to hack you, the less likely they will be to actually pull it off. Either they will be not skilled enough to do so, or they will become frustrated and move on to an easier target. It may also prevent unskilled hackers or script kitties entirely. A script kitty is a type of hacker that doesn't really understand how hacking works. They use tools pre-made by other, more skilled hackers pretty exclusively. This is still something that skilled, advanced, persistent threats do to some extent, but more advanced threats will also develop their own tools, including custom malware, to evade detection and pull off bigger attacks. Script kitties do not have the knowledge or skills to do this, so they tend to go with lower-level targets. So, what exactly happened with Storm 1152? Microsoft's Digital Crimes Unit filed a complaint and obtained a court order from the Southern District of New York to seize the United States-based websites and infrastructure that Storm 1152 ran, including Hotmailbox.me, FirstCAPTCHA, AnyCAPTCHA, and NonCAPTCHA, as well as other social media accounts advertising these services. In total, 750 million fake Microsoft accounts were uncovered in the operation and Microsoft sued three Vietnamese-based individuals, part of Storm 1152, who ran this operation, unmasking at least part of the group to the world. Microsoft did not do this alone, and was assisted by cybersecurity company Arcos Labs. The company is dedicated to blocking bots and automated attacks, and had been tracking the actions of Storm 1152 since 2021. Kevin Goschok, founder and CEO of Arcos Labs, pointed out that Storm 1152 was pretty formidable. Not because they were pulling off epic ransomware attacks, but because they were empowering other people to commit these complex attacks, and lowering the barrier of entry, making it possible for less skilled attackers to start. Taking out this cybercrime group is a pretty major achievement, and certainly throws a hurdle in the way of any threat actors who were using their services. It will also be interesting to see how this lawsuit ends up going, as Microsoft claims the group was doing hundreds of millions of dollars of damage to the company in its use of CAPTCHA Bypass and bot accounts. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and another thanks to MicrosoftBlogs.com, Arcos Labs, Bleeping Computer, The Hacker News, TechCrunch, and InfoSecurity Magazine for reporting on this case. And until next time, stay secure.